0: Everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Tricky Kid Radio. I'm your host, Roy Turner. Hey, coming to you live from Austin, Texas. This is our South by Southwest 2017 wrap-up here. Uh, man, uh, South by Southwest has grown. <laughs> um, I actually have, have come down here to Austin for South by Southwest in some capacity every year since 1998. A long, long time there. Um, but I haven't been since 2014. Uh, last two years, um, I just was just you know had other things going on, other business opportunities, other uh, things that kind of took my time. And again, like I said, I'm, I, I love South by Southwest and love the memories that I have, but it, it has it has grown into something uh, very very large, uh, almost to the point where Austin can barely contain it. So uh, it felt good to take take a break for a few for a couple of. <clears throat> years, but I was happy to be back uh, back down here this year and got to see a lot of great stuff. So we're going to be bringing to you a, a lot of great stories, a lot of great music uh, to kind of wrap up this year, um, primarily focusing on the music. We did uh, catch uh, uh, some part of the film stuff, and, and also we we ended with the, uh, the gaming uh, aspect of it. Uh, more and more <clears throat> endeavors that I have been doing have kind of had led me to this whole gaming world. Uh, from my ultra-ego DJ Tricky Kid performing with MC Tech Force has kind of opened up this whole kind of what they call nerdcore uh, world and then me collaborating with a retro arcade so it's just a lot of things have been kind of leading me to uh, to that world and so it was the natural evolution of that was to participate in this year's Southwest, Southwest Gaming Awards uh, as well as the After Party so a lot of great stuff to talk about, a lot of stuff to bring you, uh some great new music, and just do kind of a recap of the of the of the whole thing. Uh I will say this. Uh <laughs> uh call it age or whatever, but but if you can somehow if you're uh in proximity within a certain amount of range to Austin, Texas, um, being being in the Dallas Fort Worth area, but only about three hours away. If you can split the trip in two, I highly recommend it, which doesn't sound very very practical, but um, it certainly worked for me this year. I um, in past years, like I said before, it was just film and music. Then they added on the the opening week of interactive, and now it's interactive film, music, like uh, comedy, sports, like I said, gaming. Uh, and it just takes over the, uh, the city of Austin for the better part of about three weeks, pretty much the entire month of March. And you have to plan, uh, and that's just the official stuff. Uh, like any other thing, if you've never been to South by Southwest, I kind of want to give you a, a, a full over, you know view of what it's, what it's like down there, because how it basically works is, is that you have the official stuff, meaning people that have applied to showcase their, 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 their music in a musical showcase or a film in a, in a showcase, and then same thing with interactive gaming uh, sports and comedy. Uh, but of course, like anything else, there's going to be things that are going to be on the outside of it, trying to get a piece of it and showcasing their own thing. Uh, some very high profile and and just as official with its uh, you know, production values and and everything else, but it just kind of exists right outside, outside the, the, the parameters of what being officially part of South by Southwest, meaning buying one of these insanely overpriced badges, uh, then to kind of sue the locals, because it's, it's kind of in vogue to kind of, like if you're a local in Austin, to complain about South by Southwest. Uh, and so they'll make wristbands available. But we'll get into all that, uh, you know what what the actual experience of South by Southwest is like here. Uh, I wanted to, to, to kind of kick things off. Um, I kind of I went down there, uh, or here I should say, I went down to Austin, starting way back on March the 11th. Um, there was a a party that uh, that that, uh, that run, uh, you know Joseph Simmons for uh, better known as you know, run from run DMC or now Reverend run uh, was being a part of, and he was just DJing and, and kind of freestyling a little bit, but being a lifelong fan of hip hop and uh, you know, it was going to be down there anyway. So why not make it in time to see uh, the great run from, from run DMC. It, uh, it's one dive there. Uh, but again, like I said, you know, I think the reason why people have such a, take such, such umbarge with this is because like anything else, it's young people feel competitive when you invite things like exclusive parties. that's just that's just you know uh, just fuel on the fire of all that. But let me let me I want to streamline this to, to explain to you like how it's changed over the years. And I'm not one of these people who's like, oh, South by Southwest isn't what it used to be, and it used to be so great. Naturally, things are going to grow. Entropy de- demands such. And especially when there's money to be made and exposure to be had, once the corporations discovered uh, you know, all the opportunities and, and kind of put their thumbs in it, uh, it became this, this grandiose corporate pissing contest that it's become now. And it's become something that, that hardly any city could be able to contain, especially a very small town like Austin, Texas, uh, that also one that prides itself on authenticity and, and things like that. Suddenly, you know, you're going to parties that are sponsored by, you know, Doritos and walking out of there with a swag bag from Taco Bell, you know? So, so it has changed. Uh, but at the same time, even under the best of intentions, when you invite, I think there was something close to 3000 bands that were showcasing and something like over 300 films. Uh, then that's not even counting. Like I said, the other branches of the interactive, the, uh, to the the, the the gaming, the sports, kind where where are all these people staying at? I used to be able to go down and stay at my friend Tony Dwayne's house, and I'd stay for a week, sometimes longer, and just do it all. And now with the advent of Airbnb, and, and also these locals are seeing that they're leaving money on the table by letting their friends stay for free. They're renting out the, some back room at their you know uh, or some spare bedroom for for a premium, and I mean like hundreds and hundreds of dollars, like at a, at a nice hotel. Just because these people are scrambling for a place to stay, uh, thankfully that wasn't an issue for uh, for me this year. Um, uh, I was able to, to to kind of circumvent that, but but it, it can be tough. Like I said, used to you would just come down, and if you were uh, a part of it on a, on, a, on an employed or the a, a, industry side of things, then you would you know get a badge and you would attend these different showcases and events and. In hopes of being turned on to new new music, or being exposed to stuff, or kind of ex- seeing some high profile high profile stuff in a much smaller setting. But again, now, like the last time I was there, just illustrated. The last time I saw Prince, uh, you know, bless his soul, uh, live was in the same night that he uh, he was performing at La Zona Rosa for like Samsung while Justin Timberlake was up the block from MySpace. And I think Bruno Mars was... I mean, this is all on the same street. I mean, what city can possibly handle that? So the locals kind of get annoyed. And then, again, and here's the deal. If you do get a badge, I think they're like $1,000 now, maybe more. And then the wristbands used to be like 40 50 bucks, 50 or like 200 And most aren't really worth the plastic that they're printed on because... These showcases are based upon capacity. Well, of course, they're going to give priority to the badges, but even the badges, a lot of you badge holders out there don't realize that they give also give priority over that to people that are on a, a special list that they don't tell you about. And since everybody's down there, the list is going to be, be huge and full. So like if you were going to go see Jack White in Dubuque, Iowa, you know, I don't know how many friends Jack White has in Dubuque, Iowa, but... When he's showcasing at south by Southwest, the demand is high. everybody wants to be there. so a lot of times is spent standing in line waiting for clubs to to be relieved of being at capacity or realizing that the that, that you fall very short on the on the hierarchy of importance uh, and then it affects your self-esteem and then you're you're having this existential crisis of what what the hell am I doing here standing in line to see a band I barely care about. Uh, while clutching onto a wristband or a badge that I paid way too much for. So that, that could be the negative side of it. The positive side is things like, you know, um, I saw Metallica uh, play a venue, uh, the world-famous Stubbs Barbecue, a few years ago uh, in, a, in a size venue that they haven't fit in uh, almost since the beginning of their career 30 years ago. Or you get to, you know, it, it's very almost kind of surreal um you get to see things that that kind of at their infancy i you know that may or may not go on to big things i saw amy winehouse uh before any you know most people knew who she was while standing in line behind pete townsend of the who just you know i have a million stories like that over the last you know almost 20 years of going so so that 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 in turn can kind of make it worth it again like i said if you're like I was going there in an employed capacity, you really had no choice. But uh, but this year it was cool. I really wasn't working and didn't have a lot of responsibilities. I was able to to kind of do my thing and and like I said, I, I, I was playing a couple of um, enjoying a couple of parties and uh, and and participating with a, with a couple of things on the on the on the gaming side of things. But everything else is pretty much fair game. So uh, anyway. So I want to play you guys some new music and kinda of wanna talk about the experience and everything else um, uh uh from from this year. So like I said, so after seeing, you know, run kind of do his thing, I had a really, really busy day starting on the twelfth. Uh cause just to show you how everybody is attached to this, uh, like Joe Biden, former vice president, uh was giving a keynote about uh the future uh not only in politics but in but in commerce. Uh, and some things that were near and dear to his heart while bill nye the great bill nye was uh in town uh doing this signing and also speaking and being a part of south by southwest and so you know back when i first started coming down here uh you know the, the keynotes were from you know some nerdy producer and now we've got the you know a vice president and uh, one of the most uh, uh appreciated and respected minds in, in, in the history of science so just to show you how how it's grown in a positive sense. Uh, the only film uh, that I actually caught uh, was actually that day. Uh, there's a great film uh, about the actually the, the adult entertainment industry, and it's called Pornocracy. So uh, you know that term can, it means something uh, a little bit different, but in this in this term, it's uh, I think it's it's like a play on words. Um, given kind of the what's basically what the film is designed without giving anybody any spoilers, because this is what you should know and would want to know is it's basically it's calling BS on the adult industry. It's, it's made by a French porn philosopher uh, uh, named uh, Ovidi. And this is a a documentary that is kind of takes a look at uh, what are called tube sites. It's kind of an expose kind of lamenting kind of the death of kind of the old fashioned you know, pre-internet of, of pornography. Um, uh, Ovidi is actually a, a former adult uh, film performer. Um, and it's in French with, uh, with, with French subtitles, but it's, uh, but it's a very informative, uh, documentary that kind of really, it's, it, it can be kind of, I don't know, maybe like hyper serious at times. Uh, lots of great commentary. Stoya is in it. Uh, she's a, she's somebody that, that, is a performer that also transcends the the industry with her uh, being a great writer and, and, and philosopher as well. And, and, um, so it was actually really, really, really great. I, I really enjoyed it. I said, mean, you wouldn't have to be, you know, interested uh, in pornography. Uh, you know, it helps of course, but, uh, or be a part of the industry. It's just, it, it takes a look at just, you know, kind of how the world works now. And, and this being a, a byproduct of, of, of how, of how that happens. Um, but again, basically, it, it takes it takes a long look, uh, a hard look at how the old model is dying, and how the 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 this this new model is being is, is thriving, but kind of on a on a different plane uh, that almost has almost nothing to do with uh, with the adult industry and and kind of how unfair that is, how kind of self serving that is, and uh, you know it goes really really big on you know. Uh, these, these these tube sites and kind of goes kind of hard there uh, it's made by Magneto Press uh, you should you should google it um, I'm gonna for right now I'm gonna go ahead I'm gonna play you a uh, this is the audio from the trailer for an official submission to this year's South by Southwest uh, 2017 film uh, again this is uh, Pornocracy uh, from Ovidi En 10
1: years... L'humanité a visité plus de 1000 milliards de pages pornographiques sur Internet.
2: Hello. Welcome in my room.
1: On n'a jamais autant regardé de porno qu'aujourd'hui, et pourtant l'industrie du X est à l'agonie. Les studios mettent la clé sous la porte les uns après les autres, et les premières victimes sont les femmes. Des actrices contraintes de tourner des scènes de plus en plus hardes, et pour deux fois moins d'argent.
2: Many production believe that harder you yes,
3: shoot, harder uh, but bigger you put <laughs> inside. <laughs> She's had a lot of cocks in her mouth. Four same time.
1: Okay. Only une poignée de geeks, sortie de nulle part, ont su profiter de cette misère pour gagner des sommes jamais atteintes auparavant.
4: We knew that it was gonna gonna kill the industry.
0: We had roughly sixty-five million. Uh, people on our websites each day, different ones.
4: He was looking like a sort of a cheap version of Mark Zuckerberg or something, yeah? So it's like just like a nobody appearing, yeah? And Farazza was like, wait a minute, who is this?
2: They're just fishy, all right? They're just a fishy, weird company. I don't believe anything that they say having worked for them because nothing makes sense.
0: These tubes done more damage to the adult industry than any... Politician or anti-porn person could have ever dreamed of doing.
1: Derrière ces sites, une seule et même multinationale, tentaculaire, opaque. Cette société contrôle tout, sans aucun état d'âme.
0: It had this kind of cartel mafia feel to it, more than a business model.
4: It appears that their primary industry is not
5: pornography, but money laundering.
0: Again, great, great documentary. Uh, wanted to tell you about some other things that are coming. Up. Speaking of the adult industry, we're going to have uh, uh, Caitlin Katz, who is also an adult performer, that goes by the name Kitty Minx. Uh, we're going to have her on next week. She uh, was uh, speaking uh, this past week at AllCon, which is a uh, kind of like a comic con. It's kind of a catch-all, is what they call it, AllCon uh, in Dallas, Texas. Uh, and uh, we were also were there. Uh, in between, like I said, we kind of split uh, South by Southwest in two this year, went down for four days, uh, came back to Dallas to do all con and then back down to Austin for South by Southwest. That was like a lot of traveling, but it actually worked out well. Uh, anyway, uh, again, Katie uh, Katz, also an so adult performer named uh, named Kitty Minx, she was uh, there speaking uh, about – her, her work in the adult industry, and also is a legal uh, courtesan uh, at uh, a legal brothel in Nevada. And so we're going to have uh, her on uh, to, uh, for a recap for, uh, of all con next week. Uh, but I did want to take a couple of things before we move on with South by Southwest, talk about this, is that if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, actually right outside in Frisco this coming weekend, is the great Texas Pin- Pinball Festival. And it's going to be so awesome, one of my favorite weekends of the year uh lots of great guests this year. You know, we had our our friend Sam Jones, uh aka, you know, Flash Gordon the Savior of the Universe on a couple weeks ago. He's going to be uh there making an appearance on Friday. And then uh Cassandra Peterson, Elvira herself, uh is going to be there on Saturday doing a photo ops and a Q&A and and with the um uh with the the uh, the creators of this great new pinball machine that that, that she's featured on. So that's gonna be a uh, you know, a really 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 good time there. One of my favorite weekends uh, of the year is that Texas Pinball Festival. So uh, uh, you ought to come on out. I said we're gonna be doing the show there live on the uh, on the uh, on the floor, and it's great because you just pay a flat rate, you get in. Uh, there's pinballs as far machine as far as I can see. Everything's set on free play. You just play a, a flat rate. Like I said, Flash Gordon's gonna be there. Elvira, uh, we're gonna be there. Uh, lots of uh, panels, and there's a great swap meet on early Saturday morning. So it's in Frisco, Texas, the the NBC suite's there. Just uh, Google Texas Pinball Festival, and we hope to see you guys out there. Uh, again, so getting back into the whole South by Southwest, um, that that second day, like I said, after seeing, you know, starting with the crazy day, like I said, that, that kind of sums up South by Southwest right there, is like, you know, you start a day with Joe Biden and Bill Nye. Uh, then you go see Pornocracy, uh, and then I wound up um, uh, finding myself actually in Austin, uh, not necessarily south by Southwest, but right there off of 6th Street at the Frank Erwin Center to see the legendary Stevie Nicks, who put on a great, great show. I was fortunate to have seen her last year for the first time. I still have never seen Fleetwood Mac, who actually just announced that they're going to do a farewell tour. Yes, I am doing the quotation marks thing, but... But cynical or not, uh, golly, she still got it. It was so great. She did this great tribute to Prince, and which of course, uh, you know, I appreciated It meant a lot to me, being a, such a such a huge fan of his my entire life, and still find it completely unacceptable that he is gone. Um, so yeah, and then that evening, I was able to see uh, Sleigh Bells, which is a a, a a great great band. They played several times uh, throughout the festival. And I wanted to bring you, uh, like I said, we're, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things coming up and uh, bringing you some some new music uh, from some of the artists that that showcased, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the, they're, they're in town there. I uh, was so busy uh, trying to take it all in and, and, and do everything else. Like I said, I was able to see, uh, see Wu-Tang. Uh, like I said, sleigh bells uh, there was this great thing uh, at Capital Factory where they had a lot of uh, a lot of podcasters uh, like me kind of doing their shows and kind of talking about stuff and, and that sort of thing. but um if you ever get a chance to go, like I said it's it's it, it can be one of the greatest experiences of your entire life or it can be a complete nightmare uh, just depending if you've got you know a corporation behind you that's hooking you up with a badge in the in the in the, in the hotel then you're good to go. but if you're on your own, trying to do some of his other stuff can be very challenging. But but the cool thing is, like I said, if you didn't get into, you know, the official showcase that featured Weezer, uh, Weezer also played another party, you know, uh, that might, you might have had a better chance of, uh, of getting into, maybe in an abbreviated sense of the word. But uh, uh, anyway, so I, I do want to start by playing uh, you some uh, some new music. Uh, that Wednesday, I believe, I'm trying to think of what day that was. I believe that Wednesday was the 15th. Um, it may have been, uh, you know, yeah, 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 Wednesday the 15th there. They always have the House of Vans, which always puts up a really, really great lineup. And they always have like the special guest slot that you don't know who it's going to be. And, and, uh, and at the last minute, and I kind of had a feeling too because this band had announced a last minute show up in Dallas. And I was like, oh, crap. But I was like, maybe this will happen down here. Uh, And it did. So at the very last minute, at the drive-in, announces that they're going to be the special guest uh, at the house of Vans there. And, of course, you know, they proceeded to destroy and to maim and to kill. Um, And also uh, debuted uh, a a new song, as you would imagine. It was kind of interesting, though, uh, that their performance that I'm going to talk about here in a second after, after I play you this song here. Uh, it was it was actually very interesting about uh, you know kind of how kind of how it, it all kind of went down because uh, it didn't quite go the way that you would think, but it was uh, in terms of like you know hi we're playing out of nowhere and we're going we have this new band because uh, they have new members and we have new music, but they played basically almost the entire uh, album their last album from 2000s Relationship with Command. Uh, which no one, including myself, was complaining about, because holy cow, I love that record. But I'm going to play you a song right now called Governed by, Con- by Contagions. <laughs> Perfect title for, for for this band, and, uh, you know, how could you not like a song called that? So anyway, so I'm going to play you Governed by Contagions, the new song from at the drive-in, and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, what their set was like there at the House of Ants. ridiculous how energetic and just crazy it's just every one of their shows is it seems like such an event and since their whole history is just kind of marred by dysfunction and craziness and kind of unpredictability uh it kind of it's kind of exciting for the consumer it's kind of like whenever like you imagine seeing the rolling stones kind of in the in the late 60s early 70s always kind of seemed to be this element of danger and excitement to kind of follow them and they kind of have, have somehow managed to make to, to do that and it's authentic. You, you something you can really can plan on with that, you know. Uh but it was a great show like I said at the at the, at the Mohawk. Of course it was packed, 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 packed. You had to have this like keychain in order to get in um and all kinds of whatever, you know, uh BS the thing to to make it happen to to make others uh feel more special than the rest, but uh uh but anyway, uh but it was, it was, it was a great, great show. Probably one of one of the, one of the highlights for, for anybody that was at South by Southwest this year, that they were able, able to see it. And then, you know, moving on, uh, after that, another one of those kind of like last minute kind of like, holy shit moments was that the announcement that Lana Del Rey was suddenly going to be there. And I want to talk a little bit about that. Uh, we were actually able to catch Lana, uh, and she debuted a new song that, uh, that, that she had, I believe is going to be, be released here pretty shortly. Uh, but she was, she's somebody who I actually had never had seen live before, who, uh, who I actually really, really like. Somebody else that's also kind of carries that kind of unpredictability and kind of what's going on. So, so suddenly, you know, the nature of, of it. And again, that's my theme is it fits that spirit of South by Southwest things you couldn't possibly plan on adventures that you get into and, Uh, and things like that, and so suddenly out of nowhere, ha-ha, surprise, uh, at the Apple Music House, Lana Del Rey is going to come in uh, and do a set, and uh, before we get into that, I wanted to talk about the proud sponsors of this show that keep our lights on and keep us rolling a little bit, and I wanted to give a shout out to some of those people. First of all is Office Furniture To Go. So if you uh, have a, you know, an office in your house like like a lot of people do, I know that I do, uh, you need furniture for it. You need new stuff. That stuff gets, you know, used pretty almost every single day. That's why you have an office in your house. So when you go to Trickykid.com, which you should anyway, because after you hear this, you can stream this, of course, from the website or also on iTunes. But it's kind of cool to go to the website because you'll get to see pictures that we're talking about from South by Southwest and a lot more different stuff. While you're there, click on the link for Office Furniture to go. They'll throw a, buy something, they'll kick a few bucks back our way, and we definitely appreciate you and them for doing so. We'll tell you about some appearances, like I said, I mentioned earlier, about the Texas Pinball Festival happening this weekend in Frisco. We'll be out there uh, following the next weekend. We'll be at the Dallas Comic-Con uh, Fan Expo, the, the big one, that's uh, at the uh, K Valley Hutchison Convention Center, which is in downtown Dallas. We've got Texas Frightmare Weekend coming up. Uh, lots of, like I said, a lot, lot of things, a lot of, lot of nerdcore stuff. And speaking of which, on March 31st, uh, that same weekend, uh, the National Video Game Museum, also out in Frisco, is celebrating their one-year anniversary. Well, yours truly, uh, DJ Tricky Kid and also MC Tech Force will be bringing the noise there and uh, will be, be part of a private party as well as a public one. Uh, we'll hope, we hope to see you guys out there and come out and join us to help the uh, National Video Game Museum celebrate their one-year anniversary and it's going to be a good nerdy time out there, and I'll be there uh, spinning tunes and and talking to everybody, and and we're going to have a great time, so hope to see everybody out there. I said, and lots, lots, lots more coming. So anyway, so again, so Lana Del Rey, uh, I guess, announced that she was going to be uh, suddenly doing this thing. It's her first live performance of 2017, so that was very, very exciting, and again, that's the whole exclusivity thing. It's like even people that may not even have heard of her or, 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 or have only heard of her go, Oh my God, suddenly I've got to see that show because I can't be the one that was left out. that didn't see it and all that. So that's kind of the, kind of the bullshit, uh, aspect of mm-hmm. South by Southwest. But, uh, but again, it also does provide you a chance, you know, these, these kinds of opportunities. So anyway, this is a song love. Um, it's the, the first piece of new music from London, from London Ray, which she'll be releasing, uh, hopefully an album form, uh, maybe even touring sometime later this year
2: look at you kids with your vintage music coming through satellites while cruising you're part of the past but now you're the future Signals crossing can get confusing It's enough just to make you feel crazy, crazy, crazy
0: A great song there by Lana Del Rey. Like I said, she was a very interesting person. Not something that I, I knew too much about. I just kind of knew what most people knew—that she was, you know, kind of reminded me of Fiona Apple in a way, kind of unpredictable, uh, totally bewitching. Um, I think she had a run-in with Axl Rose. It seems to be kind of what people know about her. But uh, what I what I discovered is that she's actually a very, very talented, talented singer and an intoxicating performer. So I I kind of get it now. You know what I mean? So. Anyway, so I was very fortunate to uh, to have been able to uh, to see her live in such a a, a small intimate setting, and also um, so unexpectedly there as well. Uh, so you know, moving on uh, through the weekend, like I had I had mentioned earlier, that uh, you know one thing that, that that happens outside of a lot of different things is again the unofficial stuff, but sometimes even that can seem to be part you you wouldn't notice it because that's the whole thing like all these corporations like there's a spin magazine party there's the levi's fader Fort, and there's all those different things and they're cool and fine bring you bring you big stuff but again it 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 lends itself to you know uh you know probably playing in smaller places there's there's no place that they they could hold it you know so the exclusivity seems to be part and parcel for, for the thing uh, but one of the events that I've always have, have have really enjoyed and actually have participated in was is Rachel Ray, uh, the you know the, the 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 cook on 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 the Food Channel. She throws a show, and this is actually was her tenth year. I'm going to be posting some pictures. Um, you already can see them on our on our on our website and uh, at our DJ Tricky Kid Facebook. But actually, I DJed her very first party ten years ago, when it was this, this lonely little little affair over at uh, the Beauty Bar. And uh, so there's pictures of me and with Rachel and and her husband's a super cool guy. He's in a band called The Cringe and they play every year and and it's a great thing. It's usually it stubs on the final day and it's on Saturday, you know, the course of course, know, the, the the final day and it starts it's about ten in the morning and it's four in the afternoon, so you've still got plenty of time to do everything. There's always like you know free drinks from some sponsor. She actually cooks. And that's why I'm glad they moved to a bigger venue. So, uh, and, of course, bigger venues mean big, they can have bigger acts. And I've seen a lot, a lot of great stuff. Uh, I was with, obviously, our friends, Eagles of Death Metal there a couple of years ago. Uh, I tell this really, really funny story about how I was there eating and kind of talking with her, her husband, uh, Richard, there from the Cringe. And we'd spent most of the afternoon just kind of, you know, shooting the shit and having a good time and with these older guys who were so nice and so cool, and I really enjoyed them. And, And after a while, those guys asked me, hey, are you going to come see us play? And I was like, whoa, I didn't know you guys were even in the band. I thought you you were just hanging out. And it ended up being the guys in the band (laughs) train, which is interesting because I would have to say that previously that I was probably not too much of a fan of of that band's music, but it's one of the things where you always want to support your friends. And not that I'm friends with those guys, but gosh, after spending the afternoon with them, I I certainly wanted to support them because they were so kind and so nice and And so that just kind of shows you how full of crap people can be because I totally wanted to go see them and I would probably would go see them again simply because they were so kind. Uh, And that was a couple of years ago, but I've seen a lot of great bands um, uh, and it never, ever disappoints. And like I said, I mean, what more could you ask for? You're getting, you know, she cooks and actually there's free food from her and free booze and, and great acts. And this year featured... Some great, great acts. One of them, my all, one of my all-time favorite hip-hop artists uh, is De La Soul. And um, speaking of coming up with some great new music, they did a Kickstarter program last year that, that we supported. The, uh, and if you checked our top albums of the year, uh, De La was right there at the top of it with, the, with an album they came out with called uh, De La Soul and the, and, the, and the Anonymous Nobody, one of the best hip-hop albums. Last year was such a great year for hip hop. Who would think we get new albums from not only De La Soul but a tribe called Quest, um, and so. But it was very, very important because my sister had come down, my younger sister, who had never been to South by Southwest, and we'll get into into to her motivations other than just to hang with her big bro and to see South by Southwest and all that here in a second. But she was coming down, and, and my sister has never been to a hip hop show. It's not really something that you would identify her with. But she knows how much I love it, so I took great responsibility with this to think that I got to be the first one, or to be the one to take her to her first hip hop show, and it's got to be a good one. And like, and it's not like we didn't know the daylight wasn't going to be good, but holy cow, holy f, did they not disappoint and just destroy? And I wanted to thank. Rachel Ray and her husband, obviously, uh, and the whole Wet Hole gang for having us. We ran into uh, Adrian Grenier from Entourage, who is uh, kind of a, um, you know, kind of a, an acquaintance of ours. He's in a band with our friend Ari Gold um, called the Honey Brothers. It features uh, our good friend Dan Green, He used to be in Mandala, which is a side project, of course, from Claude Coleman from Ween that you know that uh, I've been involved with off and on. About the past 10 years so um so, so there was a series of meetings and everything else whatever so it was great to see adrian who actually introduced law to kind of have a chance to talk about um something a new activism project that he's in uh, called straws which is kind of like you know, have the little straws that you drink out of little drinks to kind of keep plastic out of the ocean and all that so so the good cause a good vibe and Law's sold just killed so i was very very pleased that Uh, Her first hip hop show was such uh, uh, an impressionable, amazing one, Uh, so much so that the following act, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier, was Weezer, who uh, I I, I can't claim to be the the world's uh, massive, you know, president of their fan club, but I like Weezer, and I I, I always always kind of dug them and kind of dug their vibe and have a lot of songs that I like and and I think the same kind of holds true for her, but I think that originally she was probably more excited to see Weezer because she really isn't a hip hop person or has no interest or 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 she definitely was excited to see Weezer, but I think it kind of switched a little bit just because they lot proved themselves to be almost impossible to follow. they were just so good but uh but weezer still still brought it too man, and we had a they they put on a great show and we had a good time and and they actually have uh uh, some new music as well that I wanted to play you. And and uh, they mentioned, since it was actually almost the first day of spring, they mentioned that they're going to skip spring and go straight to summer with the song called Feels Like Summer. Uh, in what capacity this is going to be released on an album and everything else, I'm sure uh, details will follow sometime this summer. But this is a new track from Weezer. This is called Feels Like Summer. Sister spent her first afternoon. I was really hoping to get her on the show this week. Uh, I wanted to be this be a week at first, her first time uh, to a hip hop show, her first time to South by Southwest. Really, our first road trip, uh, if you don't count going from Fort Worth to Dallas, uh, going to shows when she was younger. And it's a chance for us to kind of get together and kind of catch up. So I really was wanting to get her feedback on this. Unfortunately. Uh, schedules being what they were, we weren't able to make it happen this week, but uh, but hopefully we'll have her on r- r- real soon. Uh, her name is Allie, and so, uh, but I wanted to mention something about this next part, because this is something very, very special and very, very important to me, um, is that, again, her motivations were to hang with her big bro and to, to have a good time and, and to kind of kind of do her thing, um, but our thing is actually the band Hanson. Okay, You know, Mbox, Three brothers and so um, it's kind of been our one constant uh, from taking her to see their first tour when she was 13 and now she's 31 so those numbers are backwards now so to go from uh, so it just kind of was a thing I was like I was gonna go let's go back down and I said hey Hanson's playing on Saturday wanna come uh, and her with her crazy schedule, you know, she's a mom, all that kind of stuff. You know, obviously, uh, I was hoping the answer would be yes, but pretty much knew it was going to be no. And to my surprise, uh, she got it together and said yes. And so I went and got her and, uh, and brought her down, and, and like I said we hit the ground running. Um, the minute we got there, we, uh, we checked in and uh, we hit up Rachel Ray, and then right after that, it was on to. The Whole Foods. Now, this wasn't them playing in like some parking lot at a, at a Whole Foods, like a, like a like a carnival. The Whole Foods people that know this, and here in Austin, uh, they call it the mothership. It is something else, man. It, it doesn't matter what band is playing here. I mean, just put into perspective. I saw Soundgarden here the last time I was here for Southwest Southwest. So, um, it's this big to do thing where they have this huge rooftop, uh, and I mean, they, I mean this is something else. I and mean, they teach classes, and it's just it's it's just nuts. But uh it was put on by Quantum Collective. Um I have a, I have a, a long a tenured uh, rapport with those with with that organization called the Southwest Invasion. And headlined in the fi- on Saturday with the final band being Hansen. Uh and this great intimate thing. It was like this little pavilion set up up there. Uh but more importantly, uh like I said, it was it was so cool that we were actually were invited guests. Uh not that's more important, I was meaning a bit uh comfort. Um is that so you know for my sister who never gets to do anything like that there's something like walk the red carpet and you know we're taking you know doing the photo op in front of the branded wall and you know with vip laminates and all that kind of stuff that was you know, that was a, a great source of pride for me because again at 13 i take her to see their first tour here at 31 we're invited guests at the uh, the launch announcement of their 25th anniversary tour you may have seen the ads about how people are lamenting about how how like when Hanson is announcing their 25th anniversary tour, how old that's designed to make you feel. Um, but, uh, yeah. And so, you know, and it was blistering hot and these poor people were you know outside uncovered on this long, uh, stone, uh, staircase staircase about four stories long, uh, with probably no chance in, in hell to, to you know getting in and it felt bad for them. Uh, as we just kind of strolled on past them, but once we got up there, like I said, we you know I mean we were treated so well. We had our own bathroom. There were you know obviously you know, food and drinks and hospitality and just treated so so well. So I wanted to thank Quantum Collective and the, the, the staff of, of Whole Foods and, and then, uh, the Hanson Brothers, Isaac, Zach, and, uh, and Taylor there for giving us another chapter of uh, of these great memories. I mean, I understand something like how much. W- Hanson and that whole thing means to us. I mean, I'm I the one, uh, Al lost her, her, we have different fathers, when, and she lost her father uh, at a young age, and so I was the one who walked her down the aisle, I'm the one who DJed her wedding, and I'm the one who danced with her at that wedding. And the song that we danced to was A Minute Without You, the first Hanson record, which I was so happy uh, that they played it at the show. Uh, something uh, very surreal, though, happened. While we were in the hospitality suite, uh, just kind of chilling out, waiting for them to go on, you know, you kind of do the thing where you're looking at your social media and all that. And I saw nothing of this news, I'm about to, about to say. And then we, you know, we go out there, are all ready to rock. And literally, it hadn't been, you know, five, ten minutes. Taylor is the first to take the stage. And he he's the first on the mic and he says that he had just heard that Chuck Berry had died the legendary, the, the, the architect of rock and roll. And he said, so if anyone has ever loved rock and roll, you know, obviously you owe something to to Chuck Berry and they of course as well, and wanted to acknowledge it and do something and and celebrate uh, his legacy and his life. 94 years, man, that's a long ride. It's a long rock and ride. I know Chuck Berry may not have had the, the greatest reputation in terms of being the warmest of human beings, but, um, his his bona fides are, are just that. Uh, you know, I hate cliches about there would not be this without that, but um, I don't think anybody is in the dark about what uh, what his contributions not only are but just his creations are, uh, and we all owe some sort of uh, debt and respect to uh, to the great Chuck Berry. Uh, ironically, uh, Chuck, and it was I think it was kind of surreal that I heard that Chuck Berry died from Taylor Hanson. Uh, <laughs> But at the same time, happy that if it was going to, if, you know, if it was going to happen, I was happy to be there with them, uh, to, to be able to celebrate his life and love instead of hearing it while I was riding in the car and, and kind of dealing with it. And I was really not shocked about how hard it hit me, but, um, but it it did, it really affected me, uh, in in a, in a, in a, in a way that I, I probably couldn't have, have prepared for, um. And but here's something that's interesting: is that he, uh, Chuck was not like one of those things where, oh, he's 94 and he hasn't played since the late 60s. No, Chuck was playing literally. I think the last time he performed was just like a, maybe a couple of years ago, maybe even sooner than that. I was, I tried to, I tried to do some research before I came on the air about it, because I remember seeing him being booked like in like 2015. I don't know if there, if there were any shows in 2016, but I, or, but I swear I think that I thought that there was. You know, I saw ads for shows being announced for the set for, for this year. The main thing is that he did it uh, literally up until the end, just like B.B. King. and They show you the spirit of rock and roll, man, and the spirit of Chuck Berry and, and all that. And so, but he hadn't released any new music since uh, 1979. So there, there actually is no, uh, the 1979 album Rocket. So actually there was no new Chuck Berry music in the 80s, 90s, 2000s up until recently so this isn't one of those things where okay so now he's passed away we're going to try to kick a dead horse and and mine some stuff no this was something that was already in play uh and ready to go uh a lot of a lot of unique uh collaborations that you may or may not have expected but but the album is still going to come out the album is still be called chuck uh and there's already a new track it's uh it's very classic chuck berry it's called big boys it actually features Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine and uh, Nathaniel uh, uh, Raitlow from uh, from The Night Sweats. And it's, it's, it's classic sounding. It's got that great rock and roll sound to it. it it's so anachronistic you would think it was released in 1955. Um, a lot of people uh, on this record. Uh, and so I'm very excited to be able to, uh, to, to, to bring this to you and also excited to see what the final recordings of, of Chuck Berry Will sound like, but according to this, I mean, this is he was in fine form, uh, and rock and roll is is a, is alive and well as ever. So again, this is Big Boys from the upcoming album Chuck from Chuck Berry, his first effort since and uh, literally um, almost 40 years.
4: I was right in school, but my teacher looked dim, cause the big boys wouldn't let me party with them, yes, yes, I didn't cry, yes, yes, and you know why, yes, yes, I knew when and what, yes, yes, no if and or but, I was looking for joy. yes, 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 when I was a
0: coming out, and while it's a a chance to look back, uh, it's also a chance to look forward because those guys are always making and writing new music. And we were fortunate enough that this actual show they actually world premiered a new track, a great song called I Was Born. And this is going to be this is actually live from South by Southwest. Uh, So, because the recorded version isn't uh, available, I'm not even sure they even have, have recorded it yet, but uh. So that tells you that something else is going to be coming out at some point later this year, probably. Um, I'm very excited for for Hanson's 25th anniversary. It's, a, it's just a cool thing those guys are still doing it, looking good, sounding good, the whole bit, and providing such a, a special moment for my sister and I. and I. want to thank those guys again for that. So this is I Was Born, um, again, coming out at some point uh, from, from Hanson, live from Austin, Texas, in South by Southwest.
4: It's a brand new song. I to
3: something no
0: And the fun did not stop there. Talk about a crazy day. Uh, from there, uh, we then um, went grabbed some uh, some dinner, and then we made our way over to the Hilton for the Sapa South Southwest Gaming Awards. It was hosted uh, by WWE superstar Xavier Woods. Uh, I'm a, obviously a, a massive um, wrestling fan in WWE, and I love the, the trip that he's in, uh, The New Day. And, uh, and also there is, uh, also co-hosted by, uh, this goes by the handle, uh, oh, oh my God, it's Lexi, who has the distinct honor of being, <clears throat> excuse me, of having the, the most kind of the largest, like, online profile, I believe on YouTube or, or, or Twitch or, or, um, uh, there's something in that gaming world, and I, I feel bad that I'm kind of fumbling it here right now, but it, again, like I said, I'm, I'm brand new to all this, because is while I'm really into retro gaming and again shout out to the quarter lounge arcade in bedford texas a place that i've collaborated with and performed at many times and are now my second family so if you're ever in bedford texas uh swing by and google the quarter lounge arcade lots of great retro gaming so while i'm all about that i'll be straight up i've never i've never played a system past like the super nintendo when I go see my nephews, we do the rock band guitar hero thing on whatever system that on. But I mean, I've literally know nothing about it. This, my friends, is its own lane. If you don't know anything about it, trust then you're like me. But I think we were obviously the only ones that didn't know, because why would you be there if you knew nothing about it? But I was there to, to, to get exposed to it. Like I said, I was going to be performing at the after party that night. And I just kind of wanted to get kind of dialed in. Again, shout out to MC Tech Force. He and I have uh, got some shows coming up and everything else. And he's part of this nerdcore thing. And they had a nerdcore night. But this was just nuts, man. Uh, we go to the Hilton Grand Ballroom. There's Xavier Woods. And uh, and I guess her name is Lexi. Um, And it's just kind of like the Oscars. I mean, everyone's dressed up. And they're giving away awards. And, and people are coming up and, and, and giving acceptance speeches. And uh, people are screaming like crazy. During when the nominations are are, are announced, uh, standing ovations, people were in tears. I mean, there were ball gowns, tears, shouts, standing ovations. Just like for gaming, man. I mean, how cool is that? But it was just still something that takes a little bit of the process when you've never seen it. Uh, so me and my sister Allie uh, were there and just kind of bugging out, man, about how I was like, wow, this is this is crazy. This is like its own thing. As it, because again they would come out and you know they would they would show and the nominees are and then they would show some of the nominees' work but it was all the same to me not, not that it wasn't unique I just that's how little I know about it. So like the only reason why I knew that the screen or the nominee had changed was by the reaction of the crowd suddenly the crowd would just lose their shit. Uh, There's a game called Overwatch apparently is like the the greatest thing in the world ever because people were just losing their minds over it. You know. And uh, uh I meant to look this up. Hang on one second here. But uh anyway, so there was also like, you know, a in entertainment. Uh entertainment that, you know, I wouldn't have been able to expect. And there was this thing that came out that was totally bananas called Rocket Gaming. And wow, I, again like I said, I have nothing but really positive things to say, which just bananas the funniest part was looking at my sister's face because i said this is why this would have been so fun If she could have been here because we would have been hysterically laughing together right now uh talking about rocket gaming um because basically what it was it was like this group of about seven people uh five guys and like two girls uh you know the guys were like the, the males were the drummer the programmer guy a couple backup singers uh the dj was female and one of the main singers was female. And not that it really matters, but the DJ, holy God, she was hot. <laughs> oh, my God. And the reason why I said it, because I felt bad, because I, I tweeted about it. And I said, man, the band is bananas, but the DJ is a total babe. What I meant to say was, and the DJ the total babe. Because but makes it sound like, but, like like they weren't really good. And that's not what I meant to say. So my apologies to Rocket Gaming, if y'all happen to have seen that tweet. But um, But yeah, my sister was here. They'd be Dying and not making fun of them. It was just crazy how they got up there, and it was like performance art. It was hopelessly nerdy. Again, it was its own thing. It was so energetic. It was like like the Teletubbies uh, kind of. It just. It was just so over the top energetic. I don't know how much self awareness it had. They had, uh, but at times it seemed to be hyper self aware. Um, I don't know anyway but check out rocket gaming they were they were they were interesting for sure and again uh i wanted to give that dj a shout out i don't know her name i I think it's miss xp or something like that i tried to find it and I, I, I couldn't but um so anyway uh so yeah so rocket gaming was a total trip man and then um i don't know i'm sorry i'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of remorseful because if al was here right now we would be screaming laughing about about how how funny um uh, you know, that was watching her face being exposed to that. But uh, anyway, and so from there, before we hit the after party, we had one last stop uh, before that was I exhausted this poor girl and we had made it to because uh, Questlove and the Roots, uh, part of the Bud Light Showcase, had taken over this spot over off of Congress uh, in 8th Street. And, and of course, when we got there, it was a total shit show and impossible to get in. But we but we made it and made our way in and everything else. I think it was a lot of fun. Meth Man, Red Man, uh, you know, from Wu Tang Clan. Uh, Brandy showed up at the end and all that, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, but it was kind of a nightmare in terms of the the, the you know standing in line, and how packed it was, and is this going to get busted? And was it worth it? And poor Al was exhausted by that point. Um, so anyway, I uh, let's see here. So then from there, then we made our way over to the South by Southwest Gaming Awards, uh, which was a full-on fun time uh, kind of EDM showcase. Where again, my, I got, I got, I rocked the house there for a little bit, and uh, and we had a good time. So uh, again, shout out to Monster Energy for having us there, and to all the people that we met. Um, it was again, it was a great time. Like I said, I, I recommend if you can split it in half. It, it might uh, it might 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 save a couple of years off your life there or or won't uh, discourage you from returning again because it it can be a beating uh depending on which capacity that you're at. But um but all in all, good times uh all the way around. So again, I wanted to tell you look for us this weekend at the Texas Pinball Festival. I hope you've enjoyed this week's wrap-up and again we'll be having Kitty Meeks Kitty Minks on next week for the all con wrap-up and talking about a lot of interesting stuff there and lots more coming down the road here. So until then, we'll see you, and uh, you guys have a great week.